You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm joined by Joe Wood. And today, we're joined by business strategist, Lisa Johnson. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Hi, I'm really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh no, we're so grateful that you've come to join us. I think this session today, we're going to be talking about how you can build more engagement with your audience. I know that you're really big on Facebook groups and challenges and things like that. And I think that one of the biggest challenges that keepers have right now is that they post things on social media and then don't get the conversation that they're expecting off the back of it. So I'm really looking forward to having a conversation. For those of you who are joining us live, I can see lots of you jumping on now. Hi, everybody. Let us know if you're here. Let us know if you're live. I can see Nikki's here and she's live. Just put a little hashtag live hashtag replay if you're watching it it's really good to know who's here and what you're doing today hi Laura hi Kate hi Leanne um right so um well for those of you who don't know Lisa Lisa do you want to start by giving us a little intro into who you are and what you do yeah so um first of all I'm a mum of nine-year-old twins um and I'm a travel lover but what I actually help people with is making passive income from things like courses and memberships and I started in business for just over four years ago now, um, and I started as a business strategist. And within the last four years, things have gone kind of crazy. And um, we now make four million a year in my business. But you know, four years ago, we were we were where everyone is, which is like no audience, no people. You know, not being able to sell very many things to people and a bit stuck. And so it's taken me four years to get to this, which I know isn't very long. But there's been lots of learning along the way. Absolutely, and a lot of what you've done is through Facebook. Is that your pillar platform? Would you say? Yeah, definitely. And and Facebook groups more than anything else. I do have an email list as well. Um, But Facebook groups is where I started because when I started, I didn't have a brand, a website. You know, I didn't have any of these things. I didn't have Instagram or or anything. All I had was a Facebook group. So I opened a Facebook group and I went live every day for five months in that Facebook group. And by month six, I'd made my first 100k profit. And it was just because of that one Facebook group of I think it ended up at 600 people by, by month six. But I was really consistent. That's amazing. So the first thing you did was start a Facebook group. How did yeah, you get people to come and join you? How did you get shouted, shouted to everyone, like to all my family and friends, I've got this Facebook group. If you know anybody that's starting a business and needs help, um, get them to jump on. And and at the beginning, let's not let's not make any uh, false promises. It was There was no one on it for the first two months. It was like maybe my mum would listen and two other people and you know you'd get a like every now and again from some random person that you didn't know but mainly you were talking to yourself because it does take a while for a Facebook group to snowball but it started snowballing in month four and five which is when it really went kind of crazy and then people started telling other people because I was consistent you know she usually goes on around seven o'clock and so people would come on to see if I was on and giving really good value and I think that that's one of the things to take away here is you know, you give value, people come watch. If you want an audience, you have to be giving them something. And I think if we're honest, I see a lot of people start Facebook groups or, or pages or Instagram, and they're not really giving very much at the beginning. They, they're just turning up. And turning up in a crowded, noisy marketplace like it is, isn't going to do anything. You need to really be 
standing out and putting your head above the parapet and saying, look, I'm here. I can help with all of these things. Look, here's some free information to show you that I know my stuff. Okay, so what is the difference? What's the benefit of being doing your consistent talking and giving content and value in a Facebook group compared to doing it on your personal page or doing it on a business page? I still believe that there is a place for the personal page and the business page. Now, we need to be careful with personal pages because if we sell on a personal page, Facebook will shut you down. I've seen four of my clients be shut down over the last couple of years because they, you know, you can put the odd thing on, but if you're doing things all the time, they do shut you down. When it comes to a group, the difference, I think, the best way of explaining it is your your kind of page is your shop window. So let's say you were going to a pharmacy because you had piles. If you were going to a pharmacy because you had piles, you'd see the shop window, you'd know it's a pharmacy, you'd know they probably sold the cream that you need. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to shout in, oi, have you got any cream for piles? Because everyone can hear you. Going into the shop and whispering to the man behind the counter is your Facebook group. You're going in, it's a bit further in, and you're making a conscious decision to go and hang out in there. So you know that if you have a Facebook group, if people are making a conscious decision to join that group, they really want to know what you have to say. It's not just footfall. I kind of don't count footfall, which is one of Facebook pages, as an audience. They may have liked it once and never seen you again. Whereas in a group, they're making a conscious decision to go in there. Okay, so you, if you, I'm just, I think this might be a complete game changer for a lot of the bookkeepers in our community because we're thinking that we need to be posting on social media, but not, never perhaps thought about how a group can be a part of that. When you started your group, did you start it as a general, like a generic business strategy group? Yeah. And did, was, was that working or did you need to get more focused than that? I think eventually I got more specific, but actually just general business was good. And I have a few bookkeepers who are my clients and they have groups about just helping people with the money side, you know, just helping people with the old question and and talking to people about what they need um, and what they should be doing and what they how organized they should be and all of those kind of things. Um, And that works really, really well. Eventually you get more niched and we became, we actually closed that group down once it got to 4,000 people because we realized that although it had been really good for what we wanted, we were changing our niche to passive income. I say our, because by then I had a person on board. Um, And so we decided to start again. And my Facebook group now has 13 and a half thousand people in, which grew in 18 months because I'm out there. I'm talking. I'm showing up. And I think one of the biggest things is showing up. And I did a bit of a rant on this yesterday on my Facebook page because I hear a lot of people going, you know, I really want to show up on Facebook, but you know, I'm just not feeling aligned this week. Feel like I need to, you know, find myself this week and have some downtime. And if you're going to do that, fine, but don't then expect your audience to be there because you have to be relentless and obsessed with your business at the beginning. Okay, so you've got, so you're going, you're being consistent, you're going and posting in your group. How do you get the the engagement? It's one thing going out and broadcasting, isn't it? But how this is, I think, the big, the crux of the challenge. How do you get people to reciprocate and get and join in? Yeah, I think that there are three things. I, first of all, I don't think you want to grow an audience. I think you want to grow a loyal audience. There's a massive difference. You know, there are people that I know that have audiences of one million, but they're not making any money. 
you want to grow a loyal audience because a loyal audience will not just buy from you once, they'll buy from you over and over again, and they will tell everybody else to buy from you as well. And that's what you want. So to get a loyal audience, I think there's three parts to it. I think the first is to take people behind the scenes, to be really honest with people and be quite vulnerable about who you are and the problems you have. What I mean by this is there's a lot of, um, how do you put it in a nice way, like posturing on social media about how great your life is and how brilliant everything is and look at this win and this win and this win and the reality is the people that are watching us they know what it's really like because they have bad days and good so we need to be showing our bad days and good so from a really early point in my business I went on and started telling people the bad so you know if something went wrong I lost 27,000 pounds on Facebook ads in the first year I went on and I told my audience about that and my coaches told me not to because then you know, will they really look up to you as a business person if you make mistakes? Of course they will. We all make mistakes. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable about what you're feeling. You know, if you're not feeling confident, tell people, rather than just doing it and not feeling confident, tell your audience, I still really struggle with feeling confident doing this. They won't think anything less of you. In fact, they'll trust you more because you're showing them everything. I have in my membership group, I have something called Wind Down Friday. And every Friday, I tell everybody in my membership group, there's a thousand people in there, what I've done wrong, you know, what what mistakes I've made, what bad things happened in the industry. I've been bullied online. Lots of us have. You know, we've been trolled. And I talk about that because if we just talk about the brilliant things, there's no trust. So that's the first thing. The second thing is get your messaging right. What I mean by this is we know what you do. Like I do passive income, bookkeeper, accountant, you know, we know what the thing is that you do. And yes, we do need to talk about those things to show our expertise. But the reality is the people that we know out there that are sort of semi-famous in our industry, they're not talking about what they do. They're talking about something that's important to them. Um, I don't know whether you know Jenna Kutcher, like she's kind of well known in the business industry. No one really knows what she does. What they know about her is that she talks about family, miscarriage, talks about body positivity because she's a bit of a bigger girl. And those are the things that she cares about. So she talks about them and all of these people resonate with her because they feel those things too. So for me, although I'm known for passive income, I'm known a lot more for talking about the integrity in the industry and kind of calling out the the bullshit that's out there. I'm known a lot more for my anti-bullying campaigning these kind of and being quite blunt these kind of things are what i'm known for because that's more like starting a movement and you will be heard more and people will be more loyal to you and you'll be people will resonate with you more if you can do that rather than just i'm a passive income person i can tell you about passive income you know who cares there are 50 passive income people what stands you out is what you believe in and what you stand for so you need to make sure that messaging that secondary messaging goes into everything that you do. Don't be one dimensional. And then the third thing is consistency. So many people think they're consistent and they really aren't. You know, in a Facebook group these days and on Instagram, very quickly you will be forgotten about because somebody else will take your place if you are not consistent. That doesn't mean you have to do something every day, but it means that let's say you're going to do a live every Tuesday at seven, do a live every Tuesday at seven. Don't go, oh, but I didn't really feel like it for three weeks. And, you know, we we often, we have our own businesses now, so we have to be our own bosses. And that can be hard if we're used to working for other people. But 
if I had a boss and I said, you know, I'm really sorry, I'm just not really feeling aligned today with doing the filing, I'd be sacked. And that's the same for us. We can't go, well, I'm not really feeling like showing up today. I'm taking a self-care break or whatever. Like, you have to show up. This is your job now. Ah, so, so true. So, okay, I'm thinking about our bookkeepers and they're going to be thinking things like, yeah, but Lisa, you are so, you know, you when you talk, I want to listen and you've got so many good things to say. No one wants to listen to me. I've only just passed my exams. I don't know enough. I haven't got enough experience and I can't go out there telling them the, the, my flaws because if they know, they'll see the true me and realise that I'm an absolute failure and I shouldn't be doing this and I should go, go back and get a job. These would be all the things going through their head right now. So how do we start? to get visible and start to build that confidence that we really need so that we can become consistent? Yeah, first of all, know that your knowledge is not common knowledge. I can't tell you how much at the beginning I was like, well, there's no point talking about that. Everyone knows about that and they don't know. Like your knowledge is not common knowledge, but also an expert is the person that knows the most about a particular subject in an average room. So you know a lot more than somebody else in an average room about your subject. So therefore, you're an expert and you are entitled to go and talk about what you know. And also, we know that people usually, they only need you to be a couple of steps up from where they are to be able to help them, to be able to talk to them. But let's talk confidence, because confidence is a a bit of a, a subject of mine that I like to talk about. Because if you'd have met me 15 years ago, I was the least confident person you would have ever met. I wouldn't even have eye contact with people. I would walk across a road if there were a group of people because I was so scared. And that's because I was bullied really badly in school. It ended up when I was 16 with a knife to my throat while all of my other classmates were jeering this person on to get me. And because of that, I went into myself, as you do, um, as a child. And so I was really, really not confident. I couldn't be anywhere where there were groups of women. I now stand on stages in front of you know, a thousand people who are all women. Confidence is a learned behavior. Confidence is something that we can practice. It's a muscle, just like anything else that we have to do over and over again. And I don't think you have to be like super confident in everything you do. I think, first of all, we need to realize that you can be confident in some areas. Lots of people say to me, I'm not a confident person. And then I say, what about being a mother? Oh, well, I'm really confident at how to mother but I'm just not confident at this side of things. So first of all, knowing that you're not not a confident person, you're just newer in some areas than other areas. And it's going to take practice for you to become confident in those areas. We all get worried that people don't want to hear what we have to say. We all think we all think we're an imposter of some kind. Like I still do that now. If I walk onto a stage now, I'm terrified. I spoke on a stage last week in front of hundreds of people terrified every time you put me in this situation I can have a million people and I'll be quite happy quite confident put me on a stage with 10 people terrified so we're all confident at different things but I think that it's okay to have fear so we all have fear for different things that we're going to do whether it's talking on a live in front of people growing an audience or starting a business there's a level of fear there fear is a really good thing we were we were built with it for a reason we need to feel fear What we don't want to do is make that fear the loudest voice in our head. So when I get stand on a stage, I can feel the fear. I can hear it going like, 
you could fall over, you could throw up, you could forget every single thing that you're about to say. I can feel that, but I choose to be okay with that fear standing alongside me and do it anyway. And so I think just don't let it be the loudest voice because fear and success really don't go hand in hand. Like you have to get over quite a lot of fear um, to do what you need to do in business. So yeah, but confidence wise, the only way you truly get more confident is to just keep doing it and doing it. And whenever the first time I went live, God, if I even looked back at that now, I'd be so embarrassed by how rubbish it was. We all would, wouldn't we? It's like the first time we did it. But you're going to have to do that 50 times before there's a good one. And then 50 times more before you're feeling actually pretty confident with it. And that's with everything you do, not just going live. I completely agree. I mean, Joe and I have been on this um, journey and in the last 18 months or so since we started Six um, six Figure Bookkeepers Club, we we hadn't done this before. Like talking to video is a weird thing. And, <laughs> and people think, oh, it's different for you because you like you just are good at it. And no, 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 we have to practice this too. And it is, it's consistency. Keep doing it. Get out of your comfort zone. You learn what you're happy with, what you're not happy with, what you want to share, what you don't want to share. Um, you 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 get used to it and it is just um you've got to keep at it um okay so there are some really amazing tips here for people so feel the fear promote perhaps a facebook group and bring you think bringing people to a facebook group is the best place to get them and um, to be engaged with them can- or an email list like if i'd have okay. known so i didn't have an email list for the first year if i was to start all over again now i would have an email list right from day one because Facebook, Instagram, all of them, we don't own them. At any given point, Mark Zuckerberg can go, right, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is what we're going to do, and take them away or charge for them. We own our email list. So if we're going to get people into a Facebook group or onto an email list, the best way to do that is using a funnel, like a freebie, as most of you guys will have been through freebies before, lead magnets. And that's the best way because you can do both at the same time. You can get them on your email list and send them to anywhere you want. But I do love a Facebook group. Okay, fab. And then when they're in your Facebook group, or when you're emailing them, and you're telling them I'm going live in my Facebook group, or you're going live there, how do you get people or, you know, for people who maybe think I don't want to go live, but I think I could answer some questions in a group, or I could put a post out there every day or something. How do you get people to reply and start the conversation? Yeah. The people come into anywhere like that for a community, they think they're coming in, because they want to learn something. But once they're in, they stay in for the community. So I think the biggest thing to remember is, I think sometimes we're a bit ego led and we think people are here for us. And so we go and we like answer questions or we do Q and A's or we do lives or we just put posts on and expect people to answer. The reality is you need to get them to like each other. You need to get them to respond to each other because then it's a community and people don't leave when it's a community. The way to do that is to ask questions that are nothing to do with your business. Um, this is a real interesting stat for you. Where do you think most people are when they're on Facebook? Oh, God, in the bathroom. Is it going to be a really one of those? On the toilet. So no one sits on a toilet and goes, oh, I really need to learn something right now. They just want to be entertained for two minutes. So you need to be doing posts that are entertaining, not just learn, learn, learn. So, for instance, if I put a post in on my Facebook group, which is something like, what did you want to be when you're older? Or who's the most famous person you've met, I will get so much engagement. So people say to me, oh, my groups aren't engaged. No one's answering. They put that in. Suddenly there's engagement, which means they're just bored of what you're saying. 
you need to change it up a, up a bit. You need to be doing some different things and, and making people, people are human. They don't just want to learn. They want to be with each other. They want to have fun with each other. So get, give ways to do that. Even doing something as easy as where are you all from? You get mm. someone coming in going, oh, I'm from Canada. Oh, you're from Canada. I'm in Canada. Whereabouts are you? Suddenly you've got people that know each other. And that's how a community is born. Um, but it takes time. So don't like beat yourself up. I've had quite a lot of people that go three or four months in and they're like, no one's replying to me. It's so boring. No one's doing anything. And the reality is it's going to take longer. It can take up to a year to get a Facebook group engaged. So you need to keep at it. And there are plenty of people that were about to give up and then one month later made a ton of money from that Facebook group. So I... I, I completely agree. And I can see with us, without, we've got the six uh, figure bookkeepers club and that's exactly what, and it did take a long time, Zoe, didn't it? It didn't, you know, that, that was sitting there, that group was sitting there before we met each other. I'd set it up, but I didn't know really what I was doing. And then, um, and then I did this fabulous course called one to many. And then, uh, and then we, and then we started talking and like engaging more and we've grown and grown. And actually me and Zoe are in there a bit, but actually, they're all there for each other, exactly like you say. There's lots of conversation that goes on that me and Zoe don't even get involved in. And it works really well. And for us, you know, we have courses that we are selling and things at the end. So I'm, I'm thinking from the bookkeeper's point of view, they're going to be thinking, well, yeah, that would work for a membership or a course. But is it going to work for my services? Are my clients going to want to chat to other people in a group because they're going to want to keep everything close to the chest. It's all about money and things like that. And they, so how can we spin? Because I know that's what they're thinking. They're like, well, it's okay. That's right for you, but it's not right for me and what I sell. So with whatever you sell, the people that are your clients, they are not one dimensional. They're not just interested in numbers and bookkeeping. They're in there because they're interested in business. They all have businesses, I presume, if they want to come in and get bookkeeping services. And therefore, talking about any kind of business kind of stuff will get people interested. It doesn't have to be, you know, I don't go into groups and go, well, I only want to know in this one about this particular topic. You're in there because people like you are in there. And so by talking about all different types of business, it will still massively work. Like, I'm trying to think of some really niched um niche people that I have that don't sell courses there are a few like um Lauren with her membership uh on theatre she likes the theatre so she set up a membership for people that like the theatre and um she has a Facebook group for people that like the theatre and she's made over a million now from this one membership um and you know she doesn't just talk about theatre she talks about all the other things like actors and tv and all the things that people that like the theatre will also like because we're not one-dimensional beings. So broaden it out a bit. Amazing, okay. So do you think then there's an opportunity for bookkeepers to be building some kind of membership model into their business? Just curious. I think memberships and courses, I, I, I know there is, we have many, many uh, bookkeepers that have done it. Um, and I think it's about looking at what your, so when you do anything one-to-one, -one, and normally bookkeepers do a do-it-for-you service of some kind or one-to-one -one service, if you can think to yourself, if somebody is just starting out and can't afford my services, what can I teach them so they can do this better themselves? That's where your sweet spot is. And if you can do a course for people 
on how to do things for themselves, you're laughing because there's loads of people when they just start out, they're like, I'm not paying anyone to do anything. I'm going to do everything myself, but they still need to learn how to do things. So you can still teach them, but also bookkeepers at a certain level. When I got to multi six figures, I wasn't using a bookkeeper. Um, and there was a lot that I needed to learn about that, about tax, about how to do things that I didn't really understand. And I would have paid someone a lot of money to, to sit down and just tell me everything. I'm not the kind of person that will just give everything away. I like to know first what mm -hmm. I'm paying someone to do. Yeah, I've exactly that i've um so and this is what we we teach as well you know it's really handy to have a niche in this in the bookkeeping world because so i'm now building my business around salon owners and um now that i've done that i've been able to now launch uh, the profitable salon membership for those people that can't afford my done for you services but they pay 49 pound a month and i teach them how to do it for, well, to be honest, most of them have got cheaper bookkeepers and accountants than me. Yeah. Um, not doing as good a service tends to be, but they yeah. don't want to. They can't jump up to get our foursome. Yeah. So I kind of show them and tell them the questions that they need to ask their bookkeeper, what they need to know, so that they've kind of got that bit more control. What happens is quite a few of them have then come to me for the done for you service as well as the membership. But what I've also been able to do is give this membership to my clients for free to teach them themselves how to become more empowered and they're absolutely loving it and and this is something that so I and I know I've asked you this before is this possible can I do this and I'm now doing it and but I do really think it's about the fact that they're all in the same industry in the group they all welcomed like when when we started putting them all in they all started talking to each other about what they do how many kids they've got what they like to eat all this stuff they were just they just wanted to chat. They just wanted to hang out with people that were in a similar situation. Exactly that. But it, we don't have to limit this even to memberships. I love that Nicholas, but I thought this was a man thing. The fact is, if something is a man thing, oh, you mean being on the toilet? <laughs> Maybe that is a man thing. Bet you there's plenty of women doing it. Um, don't just think about memberships, guys. Think of, are there forms that you use constantly or you get your clients to use because they become downloadables? So you can have a subscription. So for instance, different types of subscription models. You could have downloadables that need updating every month that people come in and see. So let's say there's financial things that change all the time, which there has been recently. That could be something that people can pay you a monthly fee to get. One of my clients just put a subscription together of a massive list of Facebook groups because people said, well, I don't know what Facebook groups to go into and see if my ideal client is there. So we just wrote an entire list of them all. He keeps it up to date each month and they pay him £10 a month to keep, keep looking at that. You can do little subscriptions and downloadables on so many different things. Just think a bit more laterally. But also, as someone that's a bookkeeper... You could also have a passive income stream that is nothing to do with what you do in your day job. Like there are so many people now that have a completely different, something that's a hobby, something that like one of my clients was a, an accountant and she now has courses on how to hula hoop because she's good at it. And she makes like a lot of money, 20 grand every now and again, uh, just on courses on how to hula hoop or memberships on something else, the Caribbean cooking or, you know, something that is to do with you because you're also not one dimensional. You're not just a bookkeeper. 
you are bookkeeping. And as some like as an entrepreneur, and you know, like people are here because you're starting a business. You are either running a business now or you're planning to start a business and you're joining us because you're thinking, I need to find leads for my business. If you're an entrepreneur like us, you've probably got a million ideas in your head and you wish you could run with them all. Actually, this is a way that you can do something in quite a low touch way. You set it up and then you let it run for you if you do that work beforehand. So um, I'm really excited about what this can do for people's businesses to bring this sort of passive income stream in and potentially create a, 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 a pipeline of potential clients who will then sign up for your full service. You know, if you've got people in that group and some of them are in a paid membership, um, those people are, they're getting to know you really well. And when they are ready to pay, they, they're obviously naturally gonna come to you. Um, my sort of final question on this, I suppose, is in the if you've got your Facebook group and you've got your community, which I someone asked earlier on, is this a free membership? The Facebook community, would you run it as a free group? Or would you ever charge for it? So you have your free group first, which is going to be your lead generator, the way to get people in to look at your services. So I've got thirteen and a half thousand people in the free group. And then I have a paid membership, which I funnel people in from the free group which has a thousand people in, but that's 49 pounds a month. So if you have a free group, you can then have all these different things, memberships, downloadables, mini courses, whatever you want to do one to one and funnel them all in from this one group and from your email list to all these different places. And like Joel told you, that's exactly what I teach in one to many, like how to do all of those bits. Okay, and then so you've got people in your free group. And if you wanted to, you know, passive income, this isn't for everyone, like a lot of people are here, because they want to know how to engage with the, the community they've already got and the followers they've got. If you've got people in this group, how do you take it to that conversation where you're ready to actually sell the services that you sell? Yeah. So how I do it, what I really enjoy is ladder posts. A ladder post is where you just put something on that says something like, who knows they're going to need a bookkeeper in the next three months to get their business to where they need it to be. Every single person that's like, me, 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 or say, give me an emoji or whatever, you then go into their DMs. Hey, you said you needed a bookkeeper. What are your goals? Where are you trying to get to? And what's stopping you from getting one? Have those conversations and then offer. And this is the biggest thing. So many people say, well, I'm not making money in my business. They're not actually asking for the sell. They're not going out there and going, I have this thing. Would you like to buy it? They're just hoping someone kind of comes to them and says, oh, I'd like to buy your thing. Offer. You know, I have three places to take on new clients. Would you like one of them? Be really confident in what you sell. And you could yeah. do that anywhere, couldn't you? You don't have to just do it in the Facebook group. You could do that if you're on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. Instagram stories is brilliant for that because you can kind of repeat it constantly because it disappears after 24 hours. So you just, you know, say, you know, you're using Instagram stories like the polls and the questions and that kind of thing you can use on there. You know, who is looking to use a bookkeeper in 2020 for the rest of 2021? Me, never put a no, by the way, always put a yes and definitely or something like that. So that anyone that responds onto either of them, you can then go into their DMs quite naturally and say, hey, I saw that you responded. Um, what are you looking for? Oh, there's so much there, so much there. And and I think, the like you say, Lisa, it's about like the consistency. It's about actually getting your personality out there. Don't, stop being scared of being you. Like we said this last night, Zoe, didn't we? That is your USP. You, whatever that is, um, and 
and and that's why I do great with the salon owners because I've got so much I love going to the salon <laughs> and I love and I and I love learning about all the things that all these new treatments and stuff and I hear about this what is that fat freezing thing and what is this thing that makes you young I'm I'm actually genuinely interested and I you know and in my and that's what I want to do for fun so then to have a whole group of clients yeah. that are in my that I like hanging around with is just perfect as well like you when you talk about it you can tell you're interested and I think that one of the things we need to remember is we can't hide behind our brands as business owners you are your personal brand your brand is just what people say about you when you're not in the room so if you're going to be your brand then you need to really tell people a bit more about who you are and show that personality you know if you swear swear if you don't don't it's you've got to ham up more what you actually are and not be afraid to show it because no one buys from a brand people buy from people that they like they can't know if they like you don't show it love it okay so for anyone who's watching then who is thinking I'm not getting engagement I need more there are people following me but they they're really we're never getting any comments I don't know what's going on what is the one tip you've got for them that they can take from this session to get more engagement I think the biggest thing is to show more of you, be more vulnerable, behind the scenes stuff. Just stop thinking of yourself as one dimensional. Like there's more to you than that. Amazing. Oh. Thank, you. Thank you. And and we've seen people posting in the comments that they need to find out more about what you do, Lisa. Can you tell us about how people can connect with you and find out more about what you do? Sure. If you want the free stuff, um, most people like the free stuff. So go and get the free stuff on lisajohnson.com, which is my website. There's a whole freebie area where you can download things about launching. Um, I also have, this is something you might like, six months worth of daily prompts to do a Facebook Live. So it'll tell you exactly what to talk about every day for six months. That's free on there. So go and check that out as well. Oh, my goodness. I've just seen a place from Caroline, which I know you'll be able to help with. She says, ah, but what if people don't like me? I think lots Brilliant. of people are thinking this. It's amazing if they don't like you. I'm a very Marmite character. <laughs> I get just as much hate as I do people that love me. And it's OK not to be liked by everybody. And in fact, if you are liked by everyone, you're not really niching to your ideal client as much as you should. Um, I'll give you an example of this. A couple of months ago, I show everything on my Instagram stories um, at Lisa Johnson Strategist, if you want to have a look. But I was a little bit drunk on holiday and I show everything. I don't try and pretend something I'm not. And so I was a little bit drunk little bit tipsy and the next day I got one email from somebody saying I really want to work with you because I saw that you don't have to be ultra professional constantly I saw the real you because you were a bit drunk and I know that I would like hanging out with you so and I made 10,000 from being slightly drunk on Instagram stories four minutes later I got a post on Instagram that said I don't think it's professional for you to be drunk on stories I'm not a fan I'm unfollowing who do you think I would rather work with <laughs> you know, like if people leave, you should be repelling as many people as you are pulling in. Otherwise, you're vanilla. Vanilla doesn't get noticed. Oh, I love it. There's so much for everyone there. Thank you so much. That is a good hashtag. Vanilla doesn't get noticed. I'm going to remember <laughs> that. I, I I love that because I do think we all feel that sometimes we need to like please everyone. And we are people pleasers as um, I think bookkeepers just are. We are. We are service providers. Yeah. But we don't need to be like Marmite will get you. If you actually look at the people that are doing really well in business, they're not scared to be polarizing. They'll say what they 
Oh, Lisa, thanks so much for supporting us with this today. I think everyone has learned so much and I'd really encourage you to go and connect with Lisa at lisajohnson.com. That's right, isn't it? And um, what did you say your handle was, Lisa Johnson Strategist? Yeah. Perfect. Amazing. Well, anyone who's joining us for Bootcamp this week, don't forget to come back. We are live every day this week. We've got our next session at 1pm. Today, we're speaking to Richard Fletcher about Facebook versus Instagram. If you are struggling to keep up with all the live sessions we've got going on, there is a text uh, message you can send. If you text the word Bootcamp to 66777, you'll get an alert just before we go live with every session we're running this week. Um, it's UK only. You'll get charged a network, a standard network rate when you send that text message. But it's definitely worth doing if you are wondering <laughs> where we are and where you need to be. Um, but we'll see you back here at one o'clock with Richard Fletcher. Thanks so much, Lisa. Have a great, great day. Thanks, Lisa. Guys. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.